0: Hey, it's Mike Wickett. Uh, time for a quick five-minute mini podcast after both Iowa and Drake get eliminated. Iowa just got beat by Oregon about five minutes ago, as I'm recording this. Drake, of course, lost over the weekend in their uh, their I guess their first round matchup with USC. We'll start with Drake real quick because that happened, and then we'll move to the game that involves the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, against Oregon. Look. USC's really good USC has a lottery pick on their roster USC is bigger USC has length I remember on Friday if you missed the interview uh, Drake head coach Darren DeVries joined us and said USC has tons of length and when you're a team like uh Drake who's a little undersized and that's expected out of the MVC generally you know mid- major conferences don't have the 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 size of some of the the big power five conferences so you're going to be undersized when you go up against a team like USC and they hung with them in that first half. There is no doubt, but you could just see that outside of Joe Yesufu, they didn't have a lot offensively, and you could really see that Drake was running out of gas. And that happens. I mean, they had planned to play on Wednesday. Oh, check that. I had to play on Thursday. Then they had to play again on Saturday. And USC had time off since the Pac-12 tournament, so. I mean, it wasn't, I'm not sitting here and telling you there's a moral victory for Drake and everybody should feel great about Drake and yay, Drake, hooray, Drake. It's tough to lose. Uh, But Drake had themselves a heck of a run. Uh, They got to the conference final. They tried to endure so many injuries uh, and, and their coach was coach of the year. Everybody's coming back. DeVries said that, I think earlier this week, that everybody was coming back. And that is amazing because if you can start, Joe Yesifu, who I think has earned himself some serious starting minutes with all due respect to Roman Penn. And I don't know the status of Roman Penn by the time we get to next season into the late fall, early winter. But if my backcourt has hemp pill and Yesufu, look out. To the rest of the Missouri Valley Conference, that's that's a tremendous backcourt, and the big kid in the middle, the freshman's going to get better. I mean, the future is very bright for Drake, and not just the long-term future, the immediate future. Next season looks really, really good for Drake. So, uh, it, good run, historical season, and you know, it, it it just it's too bad it had to come to an end the way that it did. And who knows what happens if Hempil is healthy and Penn is healthy, and they have their full complement of players. I don't know how deep they get in the tournament, but they gave it a heck of a run. As for Iowa, I told you on my show and I said on the podcast that this was a terrible round two matchup. They were going to get past Grand Canyon. That's what you expected. But should they get Oregon? And they got Oregon in a very roundabout, weird kind of way, right? They got Oregon in the um, you know strangest of ways, I guess, because of COVID and where we're at right now. Oregon got past VCU. And there was the idea, rest versus rust, rust versus rest. They hadn't played in 10 days. Well, tell you what, Oregon was rested. And I thought this was a nightmare matchup for Iowa. As I have said all year long, Iowa struggles. And as you've seen, because you watch Iowa, when they play against teams that have a bunch of athletic wings that can get out and run, that's Iowa's kryptonite. And that is all Oregon is, is length and athleticism, and apparently really good three-point shooting. There were a number of factors that went into today's loss for Iowa. A blowout loss, a depressing way for the year to end if you're an Iowa fan, and for Luka Garza's career to end. I mean, the dude poured in 33 and had nine, and he was fantastic. But Oregon was a nightmare matchup. They get out on the perimeter. They didn't give Iowa too many open looks. And Iowa hit eight threes. They were eight at 25 or eight at 26 from the the three-point line. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. Miss buckets go the other way. And Iowa doesn't have the speed or the athleticism to get back and contest those. How many runouts did Oregon have? How many times did they go through the lane and dunk, literally dunk on Iowa today? It was it was the worst possible matchup, I think, for for Iowa. And props to head coach Dana Altman for saying, Hey, we're gonna let Garza. Or we know Garza's going to get his. We're not going to focus on shutting down Luca Garza, the national player of the year, the two-time Big Ten player of the year. But we're sure as heck not going to let anybody else beat us. And they didn't let anybody else beat them. Uh, Wieskamp was off. Frederick didn't do much. Nobody did a lot for this team outside of Garza. And that was great coaching. That was really, really good coaching. And it's too bad Fran didn't have any answer for it uh, because Iowa just seemed to be playing a different level of basketball against Oregon. Um, a, a, a JV versus varsity in the second half. I mean, they were right there in the first half. This was a great basketball game in the first half. But once Oregon started running away from uh, Iowa, you knew by about the 10, 12-minute mark, this game was over. And it, and it sucks because you got to see you know, Luca one more time have a great game if you're an Iowa fan. Um, watching Luca Garza walk off the floor, that was emotional. The guy came back and he wanted to make a special run. Iowa had a historic year. He was a historic player, broke the school scoring record, Big Ten Player of the Year. All these national accolades coming, Luca Garza's his way. And to lose the first weekend had to be heartbreaking uh, for Garza. My question to Fran McCaffrey is this. Where was that new and improved defense? He gave up 93 points today. Oregon had open look after open look. Oregon's fast break points were off the charts compared to Iowa's. The, 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 the Ducks shot 56% from the floor. Where was that new and improved defense I kept hearing so much about coming down the stretch in the Big Ten season? Just a bad matchup. It really, you know, when I was asked, you know, what, what don't you want to see for Iowa in the NCAA tournament? Length, athleticism. And that's what Oregon is. They got about six guys who are six, six and they can all play. (laughs) That could be a dangerous seven seed. I mean, Oregon was supposed to win the PAC 12 tournament. They didn't Oregon state and Oregon now both into the sweet 16 as uh, another big 10 team goes down. It's the Iowa Hawkeyes. Good year, good careers. The team's going to look very, very different come next year. They finished 22 and nine. Uh, but again, this was not the best matchup for Iowa, and that's how the season comes to an end. Thanks for checking out this mini-episode, this mini-podcast of Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. Full show, coming Friday, podcast only. It'll be on Facebook Live. It'll be all over the internet because we got Cubs baseball on 1350 ESPN. The Cubs are back. Baseball is back. First pitch is at 3.05 this Friday, which means I get bummed to right here. We'll be doing it on Facebook Live, so make sure you are checking it out. We'll have plenty of college basketball to recap, to preview for the weekend. Unfortunately, no local teams to talk about, but we'll have some more thoughts on the Iowa Hawkeyes and uh, the Drake Bulldogs. So don't forget to like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at ESPNDSM. um, And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. (laughs) I can't think of anything else to uh, to promote at this time. So until next time, uh, my name is Mike Wicket. This has been Wicket's World here on thirteen fifty ESPN and ESPNDes Moines